Hey, Linda and Drew Scott here. Welcome to At Home. Finally, a show where I don't have to wear a tie, a tool belt, or even pants. For all you know, we could be recording this from the toilet. For the past decade on Property Brothers, hundreds of families have invited us on their journey to create their dream homes. And with every family we met, we learned a little more about what really makes a house a home. Now we want to invite you to come along on our journey. To live in a treehouse. RV. A farm. Whatever it is, we have a lot to learn. That's where we bring in our lovely guests. They'll share their experiences on everything from building healthy relationships to growing baby carrots. I've always wondered about those. And speaking of babies, we want to be sure that we're playing our part in making the planet better for our future kids. We know that the changes we all want to see in the world start at home. I've always wanted to live in a treehouse. Doesn't everyone? This is At at home. Hey everybody, welcome Hello. to At Home. Welcome to At Home. You just said that. We look very, very calm right now, knowing we that we only have a week until the holidays and we got a lot of cooking to do I, and baking. I'm not worried about it. I'm kind of, I'm not worried about <laughs> it, but I know all the things I want to taste and that takes organization and we need to get the ingredients. What would you like to taste? Apple pie, <laughs> pumpkin pie, possibly a blueberry pie. Possibly a blueberry. Possibly. <laughs> um, I do want to try uh, Chef Gabe, who we're talking to today. I want to try his mom's lasagna oh, yeah. for he the said, holidays. He said he was going to send over his mom's lasagna recipe. So. so actually, this is the perfect timing for our guest this week. Chef Gabe, you guys know him from Netflix's Say I Do, which Linda is completely addicted to. I am too. They're helping couples uh, with one of them uh, proposing and then the wedding within a few days, which is crazy to get as beautiful the weddings that they put together in only a few days. But Chef Gabe is all about the food. Mm-hmm. And that really sucks me in because we're big foodies. Yeah. Um, I. It's really hard to talk about Say I Do without crying. Like, it is. If you haven't seen it, and I'm fine right now, (laughs) if you haven't seen it, uh, watch it, but um, make sure you don't need to hop on a conference call right after. Yeah, Linda's had to go and redo her makeup after uh, watching it, but it is, it's emotional, it's fun, but you feel the love with with all the hosts. I mean, it's, uh, you feel how connected they are to these people's stories and helping change their lives. Yeah. It's the same when we get into talking about food with Chef Gabe. So what it makes you cry? It does make me cry. Oh, really yeah. good food will make me cry if I find a great recipe. Uh, it will. And also at the very end of this conversation with Chef Gabe, we want to talk about the traditions we have for the holidays. Yes, we're gonna get into the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just want to keep talking about say I do. <laughs> like I've been telling everyone to watch it because I want someone to cry with me. I mean, you're crying with me, but I just you want know. like more people to good cry. A- with apparently, me. I ugly cry with her, so that's not as fun. So no, it is fun. <laughs> so when I, I think you came into the room once when I was watching it, and I had tissue like stuffed in the chair beside me, and I swear I almost gave myself pink eye because I got my like booger tissue mixed up with my tear tissue, and I was like, oh no! And yeah. then I woke up the next day, and my eye was kind of swollen. It was kind of gross, but. TMI. It was worth it. TMI. Well, uh, you're going to love Say I Do. You're going to love this conversation with Chef Gabe. Why don't we hop right in? Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. 
Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. (laughs) My security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. (laughs) Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Where are you you podcasting from? LA. From home Yeah, we have uh, we have a studio in the attic of the house in the in the upper levels. I have to be honest, my attic doesn't look like that at all. <laughs> so that, <laughs> yeah. that looks that looks really nice. <laughs> you know, we may have changed a few things up here. So, but your room is also very nice. What is that? Oh, your so bar sweet. area? What is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> clearly a necessity in uh, in in my life. You know, being yeah. being a chef and entertaining a lot, especially these times where we get to spend so much time at home. It's it's mm-hmm. nice to. Uh, and I know you guys know this very well, but you know, it's nice to have a space that you feel comfortable and you know in and and you can awfully have the one or two people that you spend time with, you know, uh, uh, there with you. So, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been yeah. so lucky to, to have, you know, a home to be in during this time. Yeah. And, and each other, but the same way you're saying there, like for us, home is one aspect of what really grounds people in their lives and it affects yeah. every aspect of their life, but food, we, Linda is all about food more than home, uh, but, uh, it, it really does help ground really? people too. That's why we're really excited to chat with you. I'm excited to be here, guys, and and always uh, very much looking uh, up to your work. So uh, thank you so much for having me on your on your podcast. It's really a pleasure. Well, thank, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I, no, I was just going to say, if you see me moving my hands, I'm not. You know, it, there is a little dog right here. Oh, there so we go. Aww, <laughs> who is that? So you, so you know, uh, this is this is Miele, um, honey in Italian. And uh, she is a beautiful five-year-old um, Aussie. And then there is another four, and there is another uh, three-year-old. So we have we, we we have a big household here. <laughs> three, three Australian shepherds. Four yep, or three? That's it. Oh, three, wow. three, oh, three, that's three Yeah, I know, for now. I know. Do you still have family back in Italy? Uh, everybody is. Uh, yeah, yeah, everybody is uh, is in Italy. Um, everybody's in Florence. I, I left when I was very very young, at about uh, nineteen, uh, eighteen, nineteen. And, uh, yeah. And ever since I, I go back often, well, I used to go back often. And then, uh, in the last couple of years, uh, work took over a little bit my life. So it was a little more difficult to, to get on a plane and go back. And of course now I regret it a lot because I've always wanted to go back, especially for, you know, 2020, but, uh, in, now it's just not a good time. So at all, um, but yeah. you know, it's, it's not a good time anywhere, but you know, especially, especially going back, uh, right now there, it's, it's just, uh, it's just a mess. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. think we are, I don't think we are in a, in a better place here in LA. Much, no. Especially. No. How's, <laughs> how's family now. doing back there? Good, 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 good. Everybody, luckily, everybody's doing very well. You know, it's, it's, um, I think if there is a silver lining when it comes to, to all of this is that, you know, we are forced to spend a little bit more time with, with ourselves and with the people that we love and, 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 and slow down and also embrace mm-hmm. the idea that, you know, not everything has to be so perfect um, and, yeah. and so curated, you know, everything, we, we are getting more and more comfortable with, 
living our own life in our truth, you know, truthful way and, and unapologetically. And I think it, that's beautiful. Um, it, it, in, uh, in Italy, definitely it's a process. I think that it's closer to our hearts that it's easier for us to, to approach mm-hmm. that slowing down, that, you know, calm, like everything is okay. You know, that's fine. If we have to mm-hmm. stay home for like a couple of months, surely it's not pleasant, but you know, we'll, we'll deal with it. And I hear here in the States, I think we, we, we forced, uh, uh, ourselves into, into, into learning that, you know? Um, yeah. and so it, you know, it creates a lot of friction and, and a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, doubts and questions and, but it's a process that, you know, I think we need to go through. So that's, that's a little super lining on it. Yeah. You know, I actually, and I love how you're saying that too. It's, it's making it, you know, we can do this in a way that's sort of unapologetically because yeah. I'm, I'm the worst. I work, 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 work nonstop <laughs> and I feel bad if we have work relationships and I'm trying to ask for, well, I just need to take this day off because I need to spend my birthday with my wife. And I do in the back of my mind, I, I'm, I'm sort of like, oh, I feel awkward asking for this and, and, it's almost, I have to apologize if, if, and then now I think about, I'm like, why this is, this is what's most important in life, us and and our relationship. And so that is the one thing that we learned when we've spent time overseas and we've spent time in Italy and I really watching the pace that everybody lunch, lunch, when, when I was in Italy, Lunch was a lot longer than the half an hour we take here. (laughs) Uh, Well, a lot longer and probably a lot more delicious, I have to be honest. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do you know that we got married in Italy? No. Where where do you guys get married at? In in Puglia. Oh, my. Oh, by the way, Puglia is such a, I mean, you guys got married there, so you know. But it's such a beautiful place, right? It's (laughs) unbelievable. It's gorgeous. And and we originally, so first off, we wanted something that felt like it was trapped in time. The destination, we didn't want just some fancy hotel. We wanted something that felt like the building and and the the design was from hundreds of years ago. We wanted the food to be fresh. And and so being sort of seaside down in Puglia, it was a dream. (sighs) Uh, we need to go back. back. We, we can't wait the, to go back. Uh, w- where you guys think? So in, in Puglia, you know, there are these, uh, as you as you know, there are these farmhouse uh, houses, but they're called masonerie, or you know, they're often whiteish because of mm-hmm. the stone that you use. Um, did you did you have a chance to either host it there or be there or, or see those? Yeah. So uh, when we went when we went for the uh, the venue scout, we stayed in uh, masonerie, and yeah. then for the actual wedding, we stayed at um, the Borgo Ignazia. Oh, Do you know beautiful. the Borgo? It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yes. very well known. It's very well yeah, known. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I love the fact that it looks like it's hundreds of years old, but it's brand, <laughs> like it's not even yeah. a decade old. Um, but when we say, the one thing for me as a tall guy, you're a tall guy too. Uh, when I was in those old farmhouse styles, all like the stone walls or the stucco walls, the arches, the arches would come down to my chin and I, and they're thick. So to go into the bathroom, I would duck under to go in, but I would come up too soon and I would crack my head and there was, there was no electricity. Um, it was, or surface runner candle. It was just, it wasn't as enjoyable as what I wanted it to be, but I that was the good it. blend for where we did stay at the Borgo. That is a good blend. And you know what? Uh, that's, that's a very, um, traumatic way of teaching you to slow down yes. you know you can't you you can't run through you can't run through doors you can't you can't <laughs> you can't run around the house you have to stop you have to stop you know yeah. just, uh, i i absolutely i absolutely love that in uh in italy we have a um a say a latin say uh that comes from the medici family it's often in in uh if you pay attention it's it's often in the outside of the doors of, of big buildings or you know uh uh, state buildings uh, around the city mm-hmm. and it's uh, it says festina lenta which means like go fast but slowly which it's everything that italy is about which is everything and nothing like it's you know we we talk a lot about our things and it's just this whole idea of like yeah you know go 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 but 
you know, go slowly. Like huh. just remind yourself and, of doing that. So it's um, Puya. It's probably one of the most beautiful places to just do that. And the food is so. Fantastic. Oh my the, gosh! The olive oil. It's probably one of my favorite. Oh my olive gosh! Oils. If 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 my friends from Tuscany hear me saying that, but you know, it's it's because we clearly have we have a really good olive oil in Tuscany too. But the the Puglian, uh, the, the Pugliese, the olio, uh, the olio Pugliese, it's it's so spicy and nice, especially when you get the the fresh one. You know, just yeah. just done. Oh my god! It's well, like where we it's were. So it was good. surrounded by olive tree, olive trees, like everywhere. Oh. And so we we brought some back with us. And there were, I know you brought some uh, some different <laughs> things back. Yeah. And it was we had three hundred and. 15 of our family and friends there with us uh, for uh, almost 10 days. It was really amazing, uh, sort of a retreat. But I mean, traveling though too, when I was younger, the first, um, Florence was one of the first places I absolutely loved, which we know you're from. And I remember going to like the Medici Palace and different gardens and grounds. And it was so, as a kid, or as I was early 20s and late teens, um, I lo- I just loved the history of that, and it was exciting to me. And, and sort of dreaming about one day being able to have a, a, a home with beautiful architecture, like I would see. And um, anyway, it really sucked us in. Then we went back after the wedding uh, to Florence for a few days, and we were just you know that one bridge that has all the like the jewelry. The medieval is it the medieval the, bridge? Uh, it's uh, uh, Ponte Vecchio. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we walked across. We're just trying to randomly find a restaurant to go into. But every hole in the wall, the little restaurant, the food was amazing. We found this place that had... Uh, It was like... uh, Pear... Pear and ricotta, and ricotta ravioli. Oh my gosh! Oh, and, and oh yeah, some, the pear. Of course, of course. But that's something I've never heard. I've never heard of having ravioli with pear in it before. But some of the combinations that we had out there, and everything just tasted fresh. It didn't bother my stomach, like you know some no. of the gluten issues I have here. Linda could have wine, and she wasn't turning red. Yeah. It was it was amazing. Isn't it? Isn't it great? It's it again. It, you know, it's a it's a much simpler way of life, and I think. I think sometimes, you know, uh, I, I mean, I've been living now in the States for 15 years, but uh, my, my, my heart, my soul, my brain is always, uh, there is always a little battle, you know, in between uh, uh, the, the old way of life, you know, what I grew up with, of course, so, you know, slowing down and, and enjoy, uh, enjoy the little moments uh, that, that mm-hmm. we are surrounded by and, and the food. And, and then, you know, the other part of me, which is, you know, do things and, and create things and, you know, work and, 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 you know, create your empire, you know, quote unquote. And, and it's, it's, you know, the, the, the balance there, it's in between, you know, finding those, uh, uh, finding what works for you, you know, in between those yeah. two worlds. Yeah. Can you, you can you take us back because you've had 15 years here in America and you're obviously a world renowned chef and you're a TV celebrity and, can you can you tell us the contrast though, a little more on like you're saying the busy pace of here for you how that's affected you as opposed to how you grew up like maybe let's start where we back up a little bit to how you grew up in Florence. Well, you know, uh, I always say it. it I, I was very very fortunate and lucky to grew up in a place that it's probably one of the most beautiful cities in the world and country as well. Uh, of course, when you are in it, um, you never appreciate it enough. You know, it's always, it's always when you don't have access to it on a daily basis that you start thinking, mm-hmm. oh my God, you know what, that, that was really nice. And that was not usual, you know, to grow up with that. Uh, but, you know, I, I grew up in a, in a big family surrounded by, of course, you know, my grandfather and my grandmother, my grandfather, who just actually just a few days ago turned 100 years old. And oh um, which is, which is amazing, right? I so, wish I could have been there, but you know, what a, what a beautiful, 
you know, uh, what people think to happen actually in 2020. And, and you know, of course, the, 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 the center of the whole family, the center of, of who we are, it's always around food and wine. It's about cooking. It's, it's in the kitchen. It happens at home. Um, and it's not only surrounded by friends and, you know, family, but it's, 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 it's surrounded by uh, generations of, of people that have been in your, in your home, in your, in your house, you know, as, again, you know, your aunt, your uncle, your, uh, uh, you know, your grandfather, your grandmother. And they're there passing on traditions. And that's really where I picked up the love and, you know, the, the admiration for food and, and wine, but food in general. Um, and it was, yes, the act of cooking. But as I always say, it was more the process of it, which I fell in love with. It's the process of, of, of um, slowing down and, and, you know, those moments in between cooking where you talk, where you connect, where you know that you are learning something that you're going to pass along your children or your, your, your friends. Um, and doing something so selfless, selflessly, like, you know, beautiful, like, like cooking for somebody else. It's just so mm. stunning. And so that's really where I, I start grounding my love for... Uh, you know, not only food, but really what food represents. Um, and, and it was, you know, it's, it's, it's a way of life that I, um, I, I keep going back to when it came time to, you know, travel to the U S and fall in love, of course, with the United States and decided to move here 15 years ago. Um, I knew that it was a part of me that I did not want to lose whatsoever because it's really the part of me that grounds me, that, that mm. makes me understand and puts things into perspective. You know, it's just mm. so easy. I just posted today on Instagram about it because I, I took a week off and, and, you know, I have some people who's like, Oh my God, are you okay? What's going on? You're not on it. And I have to do that actually on a monthly basis. Mm. I have to take a week off. Mm. I have to just, you know, kind of remove myself from the hustle and bustle of things because it's it's very easy for me, at least, to lose perspective of what matters and what not and, and start living this virtual reality where, you know, we are surrounded by perfect pictures or perfect foods or, you know, chisel bodies or 5 a.m. workouts or, you know, meditation and yoga every day. And the reality is that sometimes that works, you know, sometimes that's my life, but oftentimes it's not. And we never share that. And we never, you know, we never really kind of want to... Um, share with the people that the part of life, which is the beauty of it. It's the mm. fact that despite the chaos, despite the fact that, you know, things are not perfect, despite, you know, sometimes the failures or, um, you know, the, the broken dreams, we find perfection and beauty in those moments. We find, mm -hmm. you know, we fall in love with the process. And that's where it goes back to cooking and food is, you know, for me, it's not just, uh, you know, it's just, just the act of it. It's not just a dish. It's the process of it. And it's the fact that you have to fall in love, not with the outcome, but with the mm -hmm. process, because you have no idea what the outcome is going to be like. You know? And you know, I think my dog has a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, I was so gonna say, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll have to have a, we'll have to have a little, like a, a, a dog ding that comes up every time she says something, a little bell she will come agrees. up. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, I do. I, I love though, when you talk about your love of food though, it really is a romance with food. I mean, it's a relationship yeah. that that's grown and, and it's when you talk about, um, every aspect of what, what made you fall in love with food, it, it's exciting for me to listen to. And I bet everybody else that listens to you and it wants us to try and find a bit of that ourselves. It's been really fun for us to be cooking more at home. Linda's teaching me, we'll pull up. We just, uh, my, my mom has an old recipe that we've, she's done since we were kids. It's a mint dessert uh, oh. that we do every holiday. And so we just decided we would try it at home and mm -hmm. it was really exciting and always learning. I, I've never known, like, I don't know how certain ingredients react with others. Neither do I. Others. No, but, but, but learning that is fun. <laughs> So but, what, like, what was the first? Oh, sorry, go ahead, yeah. No, no, no. That's, again, that's the beauty when I say, like, fall in love with the process is that it's not just, you know, about what's the end 
what's the end product? You know, is this dessert going to live up to expectations of my mom or my grandmother or, you know, the restaurant where I ate it at? It's about, am I enjoying the process of doing this? Am I cooking with somebody that I love? Am I, am I learning something new along the way? Am I slowing down? Am I opening a bottle of wine and turning on a candle and put some favorite music on? You know, those are the moments that you're going to remember. And you know what? If the dessert is going to taste awful and it's not going to come out as you wish, you still have those beautiful memories to like yeah. hang on and it's not mm-hmm. wasted time. And that's what I'm saying. Like we, again, there is this, a lot of my clients are always very afraid of, of being in the kitchen and you know, they're always very intimidated by it. And they ask me like, Hey, can you just be there with me? And I say, no, you, you need to just drink whatever drink, mm-hmm. is, you know, pour yourself some whiskey, uh, open a good bottle of wine, just lose up. And then, start cooking and go and stop looking at that magazine that you have picked up the, you know, the recipe from, or or stop looking at the picture of my food, you know, just start like cooking as you're going through and really enjoy the process without being attached to the idea that it's going to look like, you know, the magazine It's going to look like my mom's. Listen, I'm 35 years old. I've been trying to do my mom's lasagna yeah. for 35 years. And I, <laughs> I can tell you, I'm, I'm not saying that I know more about cooking than my mom, but I, you know, I went, that's what I do. I went to career school and, and you would think that I can still make something. And I can't, I can't. Mm. My mom's lasagna, I can make them. And she explains them to me. She gave me the recipe. I tried to make it and it <laughs> never tastes as good. Never. Don't even try. Don't it's even try. Love <laughs> you got to get it from mom. No, yeah. no even and, try. It's true. It's so it's true so though true. because, you know, you talk about falling in love with the process and, and the process or the journey is what we remember. Yeah. And um, we've been watching Say I Do on Netflix and Aww. every single episode is just mind blowing and we have a box of we have five uh, boxes of kleenexes right next to the remote terrible i get so mad at it because i think like how could you guys do this to us like i'm trying to work and you know i have something on in the background and i'm just like boogers everywhere tears everywhere but 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 really great but amazing yeah yeah. but um you know the the food that you make for for their weddings are amazing but thinking back at all the all the episodes we've seen i don't really remember the food like the exact meal at our wedding no just like yeah or yeah in general i don't remember the exact meal as beautiful as it looked but what i remember is the conversations that were had around it oh see that's that's beautiful i like that you say that yeah and and it's just a, a testament to how food really helps us you know, connect at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're around it all the time. What do you, what do you think it is about food that allows us to go deeper? Eating and eating in general, it's one of the most primal acts, you know, that we do like on a daily day, on a day to day base. Right. And we do it multiple times a day. And it's usually, of course, you know, the, the center of all of it was the cooking around the fire and kind of coming together as a community. And, and it wasn't just a moment where we, uh, you know, we, 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 we feed ourselves and so we can stay alive. It's a moment where we, again, share who we are, our story, what our community looks like. Um, you know, in the past, we used to do it with, you know, our tribes. Now we do it with our families, with our friends and, and, and the people that we love the most. And I think, I think that primal act, that, that meaning has stayed there. You know, it's just, it's, it's, um, seeing, you know, hearing what you're just mentioning, the fact that you don't really necessarily remember what they ate, but you remember the stories of Mm -hmm. it. I think, I think there is something to say there because each meal, each menu that I crafted was, 
uh, yes, uh, a place of celebration, and of course, you know, around the table, everybody uh, uh, celebrating uh, such an important day, but also was a representation of these love stories, you know, and mm -hmm. there is a way of doing that. It was a representation uh, of, of, of where these couples came from, and so bringing all the traditions so that they came with it, but also a place and a moment where we can... Um, we can create new traditions for these couples to bring mm. along with their own yeah. family. So it's it's a really magical moment, any wedding really, when it comes to food. It's really a place of past, present, and future. Mm. And, and, and if you can create the element, not only with food, you know, Jeremiah does it with interior design, you know, of course, Ty does it with the amazing fashion. But if, the, if, if you are able to, to create a space that celebrate all of the three phases, then you have something very special that, you know, regardless of what's going to look like or the food or the number of guests or, you know, whether it's going to be held at home in a backyard or in a, you know, fancy castle, it, it speaks about the love story. And that's, yeah. and that's the power of food, really. Yeah. When you were saying uh, you, you know, you had your family really put that passion in you. Can you remember when you were a kid at a certain moment? Can you remember what, was it your mom or your grandma or your grandpa? Somebody was cooking that really started to fascinate you about the process. What's that first dish that got you hooked? Uh, the first dish was a suckling pig. And we would, you know, we would, uh, we would have a, uh, was very fortunate. We would live in the countryside, you know, close to Chianti, uh, where, where the famous region where the wine is made. And we would have this beautiful home with outside, a uh, orto, a uh, uh, little vegetable garden. Um, and really, lunch wasn't thought about, or dinner even wasn't thought about, until you would walk into the orto and kind of look what was mm. around. It was like really a way of, you know, it was, it was very much like going to the grocery store, you would just go to the orto. And I remember really following my grandmother with the same bucket that she mm. had since, you know, mm -hmm. she was like 30 years old that was kind of falling apart. And she would go into the orto and she would point things. She would be like, hey, Gabe, you know, why don't you get some artichokes? Or why don't you get... And so then you start like kind of seeing things and be like, okay, this is, this is good. This is right. You know, you should eat it. This is in season. This is not. And then we would go back into the kitchen and this was really like 30 minutes before eating and we would kind of whip something up. Mm. But in terms mm. of the dish that I kind of made me fall in love with, with, with the whole, um, you know, with, with food and wine, the art of conviviality and, and entertaining was the suckling pig. We would always have one animal every year and we would, you know, of course, take care of it the best way we could. And then, um, you know, it would come down time to to eat it to cook it and and it would sustain us for most of the year the second pig was a big celebration let me just point know? out sorry to interrupt yeah. um as you said then we would eat it i start, suddenly started hearing growling from your side uh <laughs> from, <laughs> from your from melee <laughs> yeah. and it's not me it's a dog yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, know, they, know they know exactly what i'm talking about um but it's uh, yeah, I, I I remember this. I remember very specifically the suckling pig uh, being cooked, and it was again the process of it. It wasn't something that it would happen overnight. We would get the pig, of course. You know, we would pay mm -hmm. respect to the animal, and then we would prepare it. And sometimes it would take like you know six, seven days, and we would mm -hmm. you know make wow. porchetta out of it and stuff it. And then we would have to prepare the charcoal, and the charcoal would be in, you know my grandfather would be in charge of that, so he would come mm -hmm. out and start doing the charcoal and that, and and. That process that would you know take a week, uh, it was a week long. 
I remember in during that week, there were so many memories, so many things that got stuck in my brain, in my heart, and that I bring with me. It was a moment for my grandmother and I to bond. It was a moment where we would stand around at the kitchen table, you know, and play cards uh, in the afternoon, you know, in between in between meals, so in mm. between preparing this beautiful dish. And then, of course, there is the celebration, and the celebration would be, you know, having the animal taking off the, you know, of the, of, of the, uh, roasting of it and, and then slice it. And it would mm. be a big celebration. We would invite not only our family, we would invite the people next door. We would invite, mm. you know, my, uh, my, my own friends. And, and, and that was to me, it was the, uh, essential dish, the essential mm. moment in my life, uh, that made me understand that, Life is much more than, you know, glossy newspaper pictures or, you know, perfect homes or uh, beautiful vacations or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, amazing outfits. It's really that life happens in the imperfect moments, in the moments mm -hmm. where we're in between, you know, in, the, in between. And that was and that was really something that 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 kind of mm -hmm. uh, grounded my love for cooking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just imagining those big get togethers right now, we we miss it so much. Yeah, obviously right now we can't we can't have those you know celebrations with with everyone as much as we would love to we've tried to have video yeah. dinners with family it doesn't work oh my not great because you're getting the bad eating noises and then you're getting like then you try to mute but then like someone like my parents will forget to mute and then you just hear all the little like chewing noises yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. In between. so where have you been going to create that joy and uh you know find that find your happy um you know for me uh it, it always goes back to nature so i always try and spend uh, an awful awful amount of time in nature by myself and i just came back from a trip of you know seven eight days um as i mentioned to you i was like okay i'm off grind uh, i'm off uh, instagram for a while <laughs> did you say grinder hold on <laughs> no i did not <laughs> <laughs> i actually i actually did <laughs> I I, i'm off instagram for a while um, and, and I'm just going to go and enjoy my time with, you know, the dogs and with the people I love. Um, and really the people I love, it's, it's me. And it was, you know, I just saw one friend who was, who was in Oregon. Um, and, and I spent, uh, seven days in a cabin in the middle of the, of the snow. And, you know, without, without cell phone, without internet, a good fashion, old fashioned book, uh, the dogs, I, I baked some pies, you know, and, and two of them out of three were an absolute failure. And, you know, it was <laughs> still, who cares, you know, and, and I ate them anyways. And, and I hiked and I just sat there and I listened to some music and, and you, you're just present, you know, the, mm. the whole idea of being present over perfect. I think that's, that's where my spiritual comes from, you know, because when, when we want to be perfect, when we want everything to shine, to be absolutely, you know, like, like uh, society tells us it should be, or that, you know, we feel ready to share with the world. Then it mm. also, it also becomes very, um, not genuine to us. And I think it, it just, it, it, it's difficult to find inspiration for anyone into that. Um, and, and so it's, it's a practice of, again, uh, forcing yourself to be present in the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I go back to when it comes to inspiration that inspires me a lot. And what about you we, guys? We were fortunate in during isolation here that we're together, which has really helped, helped mm -hmm. me. Um, Linda has been my like huge help with trying to slow down and mm -hmm. be in the moment. Yeah. yeah. So for me, for both of us, nature as well. I mean, we haven't, when you said cabin in the woods, I looked at you because I was like, it's all I've been craving. Like just cabin in the woods, like treetops, like looking up at the stars. Every day That's she it. says it. 
Um, but even if we can't, I mean, and we, we try to meditate, but we just keep falling asleep. But I found this one, I found this one guided meditation, um, you know, that took, took me through, um, like a, a spa retreat, but within uh-huh. that, I was so happy I found it. Cause I was telling Annalie, our sister that like, and Drew, that I created a place in my head that didn't exist before. And I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. And now I remember it as if I was there. Place. Yeah. This is yeah. like, uh, what is it? Adam Sandler's, um, uh, what is it? Billy Madison, your happy place. Happy, or, or, happy Gilmore. <laughs> happy Gilmore, your happy place. <laughs> ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. (laughs) Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. So, so with how you're saying nature really grounds you, um, I, I know watching Say I Do, you opened up um, about when you had found um, out that you were uh, diagnosed with HIV. Mm-hmm. So w- at that time, I mean, you've talked about um, that was it, it was a very dark time for you. And um, how did you deal with um, your, your emotions and yourself? Because I know you had said you felt really alone. Um, so how did you, how were you able to help yourself get through and, and embrace your situation and find support in your community? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely something I would never wish upon anyone. Um, although in a morbid way, if you will, I always say that it was also, uh, the diagnosed, you know, and, and HIV itself was also a rebirth, you know, for me. And so there was in, in, in the, in the, in the struggle in, you know, in the, in the, in the fear, um, I, I found purpose. And I think that's, that's actually what saves us uh, all, you know, in any sort of dark moment, you know, we need to, we need to find a purpose in it. And once you, once you're able to find it, whether it's a breakup, whether it's, you know, a diagnosis like mine, whether it's, you know, a divorce, whatever that is, or grief or a death in the family, whatever that is, when you find purpose, then it allows you to kind of spring, you know, j- jump, right. And, and kind of move along, uh, take a, like a fast track. Uh, into the next step of of life, and that's kind of what um, what really helped me uh, go through it. I was very very fortunate that I was surrounded by especially like two or three uh, friends of mine, uh, who uh, two of them uh, survived the nineteen eighties uh, AIDS epidemic, and and they're still here within a you know with us, and and they're doing great. Uh, likely for them, but it was probably it was probably I think the first or the second call I made. You know, as soon as I walked out of the of the doctor uh, office, uh, and I remember the other the other person's wor- words uh, were, you know, just just come home, just come home, you know, and we'll, we'll talk. Just come home, and I came home and I got a big hug, and you know, uh, the disbelief is always there, and then like I say, fear settles in, and then slowly you start rush- rationally thinking about things. Um, you know, I, I, I know how fortunate I was in my, in my, uh, unfortunate situation because I was able to find, uh, friends and support around me, you know, that was available. I didn't have to beg for it. I didn't have to search so much for it. It was just Mm -hmm. there. And I knew that I just had to make a phone call and, 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 and I would have been received with a big hug and say, you know what, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. I'm also extremely aware how 
not the case is for most people in the US. Mm -hmm. And that's why, in the world, to be honest, and that's why, um, you know, that conversation on Seydou was much needed, you know, not only because Marcus was opening up about a very specific and personal time in his life that clearly was very unsettling and, and fear-mongering for him uh, being type 2 diabetes and how it changed his life. The only answer I had to that was being vulnerable myself. That was the mm-hmm. only answer I could have had. And, and so that's why it kind of came in. But also the second portion of why it was important to do so is to make people understand that HIV does not have, uh, does not have a look, you know, it doesn't look a certain way anymore. Uh, it does not have a, you know, a sexual orientation. It does not, you know, have a socioeconomic status. Uh, it does not have a nationality. It's all over us. And, you know, I remember Marcus telling me, uh, this is actually on video. He said, you are the first person I know that has HIV. And in that, in my head, I thought that's exactly why I'm coming out of HIV because probably, you know, many people who have HIV mm-hmm. and they have, they don't feel comfortable opening up because we still have this idea of what HIV looks like, which is completely connected to the 1980s, 1990s. And it doesn't look like that anymore. And so yeah. when, when I became HIV positive, which was many years ago, I had a choice and the choice was, all right, am I going to make this a defining element of who I am and, and, and letting the disease tell me, the virus tell me what I can or what I cannot do or who I am or, or whether I can be a chef or whether I can be, mm-hmm. you know, I can do a show on TV or whether I can have, you know, whatever that is. Or am I using this to then find purpose in something bigger? And, and what happened on the show was exactly that. It, the amount of messages that I received after that was extremely overwhelming, to be honest. Um, you know, of, 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 of uh, people who do not have that support that I gave for granted at that time. They did not have mm-hmm. access to uh, medicines, which they should. They do not have um, access to doctors that are actually prescribing, you know, PrEP if you are HIV mm-hmm. negative so that you can actually stay that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Or they don't have access to families that are understanding or that they are yeah. opening, uh, you know, uh, opening, uh, uh, open about, uh, about uh, HIV, sta- uh, HIV status. Um, all of those elements are, are, uh, are things that I took in consideration when fairly naturally, actually, I kind of came up, came out, you know, I had my second mm-hmm. coming out with Marcus. Um, and, and there are, uh, there are elements that I think needs to be talked about. We need to kind of, uh, destigmatize this, mm-hmm. this yeah. virus, you know? I agree. I think, and, and thank you as well for being so open because I think no. there are so many people that are, are sort mm-hmm. of waking up to the, to the fact that a lot, a lot of, there are, there are certain moments in, in all different people's lives, everyone has vulnerability. And the fact that you're showing that this is something you can talk about, it's making it easier for other people to talk about. It's not a scary thing for people to talk about. And it's, it's healthier for everybody to be able to have that communication with somebody in their community about this to show that support. So yeah. thank you. I mean, I mean, it's, I think it definitely can be a scary thing, but the more people mm. like yourself who can come out and talk about it, and say, yes, it is scary, but I'm still doing it because, you know, I found purpose in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and the more people that do it, the more, as you said, you know, you can build that community that can hopefully erase that stigma and that shame surrounding whatever mm-hmm. it is you're, you're coming out about. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. You know, like, like anything in life, the less you talk about it, the less you want to 
the less you want to be open ab- uh, about about it, the, the more the, the bigger you know the the monster will become. And so I think it's important to completely stigmatize this. It's, it's important mm-hmm. to to talk about it almost almost in a way that uh, you know it's it, you could you could do at the dinner table. You could you know it's just it's mm-hmm. it, it it there is this is what I always I always say like if you my aunt has cancer and and or had cancer sorry and um you know she never felt that stigma you know of it she in fact everybody was rallying around her you know supporting her through the journey as as people should and mm-hmm. and i and i and i hope that one day we'll be able as HIV positive people to have that same that same mm-hmm. support and mm-hmm. not being stigmatized for it and not being able to, you know not 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 go on tv and having you know our our face cover, or having to give these interviews where we don't, you know, uh, we don't we don't give our real yeah. name, where we are ashamed of who we are. HIV does not define me as cancer doesn't define my my no. uh, you know my aunt and and uh, or diabetes uh, you know define Marcus. Mm-hmm. It's it's just something that happened to us, and we we make part we we create we we bring it, we embrace it. And we make it part of our journey, of our baggage, of our luggage. But it's not the luggage. It's not yeah. you know, the journey. It's just part yeah. of it. And you know, it it it's it's struggling, of course, at first. But if you just like you say, if you find purpose in it, um, it's uh, it's usually opens up a whole another life that you were meant to be living. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, you said, you know, you, there have been those moments of depression in the past and dark moments in the past, and you've worked through that. Um, what, do, what do you do? What are some routines that you have on a daily basis that, that sort of ensure that you're always keeping that um, energy moving forward that you have? I mean, you have such a strong, infectious personality yeah. and energy, which oh, I love. So you are one of the most <laughs> vibrant you. people we've yeah. ever met. Oh, you're so good. And <laughs> so you. I want to know what, what you're reading, yeah. what you're eating, yeah. what you're listening to. <laughs> Here, give us some, well, some tips. Perfect. Uh, well, uh, you know, for me, it's, uh, it's all about starting the day in gratitude. And I know this sounds, this is not a breakthrough thing. I mean, you open every podcast or every magazine or every article, they all tell you just three things you're grateful for. <laughs> and believe me, it works. So just being able to wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is really like sitting in this room, um, uh, light up, uh, you know, some incense or a candle. And then I pray, I pray and I say my three uh, you know, the three uh, things I'm grateful for. And they could be as simple as, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I actually get to light up a candle, that I have the money to actually do that, or that I am surrounded by two dogs that I love, or, you know, the fact that I'm sitting here and, and, and I have a home. Or, um, but the act of actually honoring the present and honoring where you are at, again, it puts things into perspective and it allows you to then face uh, whatever comes throughout the day in a very clear way, knowing that, mm. yes, you know, there will be disturbance throughout the day. There will be highs and lows. There will be emails that I don't want to receive or things I don't want to say, or there will be clients that drive me a little nuts and I will drive them nuts. And so there will be those moments, but it all goes back to, again, being present and understanding mm. that those things are just turbulence, but we are here. We are grounded and we're not going anywhere. And in that, there is again beauty, peace. That's that's mm. where peace happens. You know, it's not everybody's waiting for peace. Everybody's waiting for happiness. I'm like, what are you guys waiting going away about? I mean, just you're living in it. You are happy. You are present. You are peaceful. Like everything else is just you know a turbulence, right? It's a little yeah. bit of wind. It's a little bit of storm. 
And you just have to wait. Sometimes you just have to wait. Now, this, it's very difficult for an Italian to do because we're very, very passionate. And, you know, all my past relationships, the problem I had all the time, my therapist says that, it's like I, I immediately react, right? So there is an emotion and then there is immediately uh, uh, an answer to an emotion. And I barely, like, I, I, I never, ever keep it for myself. I always share it right at that moment. And I feel I have to, like, there is no way out. <laughs> and I learn with age that waiting is good. Just mm-hmm. not saying anything is good. That when you are in the moment of turbulence, things are not clear. You have no idea what's going on. You just have to sit. It's like, you know, I, I'm obsessed with the ocean and I surf a lot. That's the second thing I do almost every day. It's, again, being in the water, being connected to nature. But, you know, it's almost like being in the ocean where it's, it, when it's turbulent, when it, when it moves a lot, when, there is, you know, when the tide is high, on the, on the surface, it's extremely rough. And you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, that ocean, it's, you, you don't want to go in because it's dangerous. And then if you're in it, if you go down, if you, if, you, know, you plug your nose and you go down, Below the surface, it's calm. There is nothing mm. happening. It's all on the surface. So those moments where life gets a little overwhelming, which just happened, you know, two weeks ago, I remember I, it was very easy for me to, to go with the ocean and just feel like I was being slapped le- left and right. Instead, I had to remind myself, plug your nose, go down. Go down when mm-hmm. it's still, where, where everything is calm. And yeah. wait. Wait for things to pass. So that, to me, the, the, the gratitude in the morning is extremely important, um, which then you know, connects to meditation. Some people like it, some people don't. Some people, just like you say, I fell asleep. That's absolutely fine. You know, I, think, I think falling asleep is a meditation. Sleeping is meditation. You, know, you, should, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, I think it would be great. But you know, there are so many different types of meditation as well. So you know, find what works for you. Um, and, and the third thing for me, it's always somehow be connected to nature. So I try to go surf every morning when I can't, uh, you know, I go on a hike. But I always find myself for an hour, an hour and a half being connected without my phone, being connected with really the world around me and pay respect to that. And it mm. could really well be sitting in this chair, looking at the seagulls like flying by, which they do every day at five o'clock. I have been in this house for now a year and a half and I never noticed, guys that the seagulls every single day between five and six, they come and they start gliding, you know, over and it happens every day. And it's beautiful. I'm going to send you a video, but it's something so unusual. And I thought in my head for a year and a half, I've been in this place and I never noticed that. Mm. I never noticed Mm. that I have a room where I can see the seagulls, you know, gliding and and flying by. And that is my connection to nature. I don't need to go surf. I don't need to go hike. I just take the phone out. I put some music on. I sit here and I look at the freaking seagulls. And I'm telling you, it's again, just connects you in the present moment. Yeah. So I think, I think really like that, that to me, it's, it's, it's my daily practice. And it's something that we have to do every day. You never get good at it. You just, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I think, I think, you know what, I think you get, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think you get good at knowing when you're not aligned, when there is something that's bothering you. And I think we, we get better at that we get quicker at that so i know that okay but you're not doing well you know and so you know what to do in order to then get back into alignment Mm. but in terms of gratitude and in terms of alignment you know it's something you have to do every single day you don't go to the gym once and you're like okay i'm done i know everything you know i'm just i'm gonna be you have to go every day and so that's that's kind of part of it yeah yeah, I love that. I mean, that's, yeah. and it also when you look at just in general with life, you wake up and you're setting yourself on that sort of positive energy right from the get go. You don't have to, doing that as a habit is, um, 
not being reactive down the road when you are mm-hmm. getting into a situation like you said. So I love that. It's, we're so, gonna do it's this. so true. Three things we're grateful for each morning. Actually, right now, let's do this. Gabe, tell us three things you're grateful for. Uh, I'm grateful that, uh, well, yeah, I'm grateful that I can actually uh, rub my dog's butt as I'm sitting here <laughs> and, 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 and talking to you and having an amazing conversation. And you guys are in your home. I'm in my home. And this is freaking amazing. I mean, just that's, I'm really grateful for that. I, I could have, I would have never, ever dreamt to even be here and talking to you guys. And I think that's something that I have to, you know, knowledge first. Uh, second thing is, uh, I'm very grateful that uh, this year, my Thanksgiving will be much smaller and much simpler. And I am very thankful for that. I think there is some beauty into that. And, and, um, and, and in, in, in that also, the fact that I get to spend it with someone, you know, I get to, I get to have a f- couple of friends with me, uh, and I get to be able to go out and buy some food and cook it. And I think that's an amazing act, you know, that we should all be very great. If we have the luxury of that, we should mm-hmm. all be very grateful for. Um, and, and, and the third thing is, um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just grateful to, and this sounds cheesy, but I'm grateful to be alive. I mean, uh, we already won the jackpot. Like there, there is no, I think we give for granted this option that we are on this earth. And I'm like, no, it's not, so easy like i i i was reading the other day the chance the 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 chances you know the the numbers of of being alive like well it's one out of you know something outrageous Mm. and i'm thinking we won the jackpot we're all going out and trying to you know win the money i'm like who cares like this is it like this is it right i mean this is it like there is no i don't know you know i believe in reincarnation so i do believe that we're coming back eventually and coming back but right now all i know is this so um i i i need to again, be grateful and be reminded every day that even if my day is the worst day that I could ever imagine, it's still a day that was granted to me and so many people wish they had. Mm-hmm. And I I need to remember that, you know, often. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm with you with the, uh, the cheesy. Um, you know, <laughs> every morning I do wake up and I'm like, yay, I'm breathing. <laughs> I give it to us. What are your three? Well, I'm, I'm also grateful that I'm rubbing Drew's butt right now. Yeah, yeah you can't see, but... <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't be grateful for that? <laughs> I, I, would love, I would love to. There you go. I there. Love Extra rubs. I'll send you that video. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, in the morning, I we wake up or, or... Yeah, we both wake up and we always um, try to recall our dreams. So I'm always grateful when I can remember my dreams because I just think it's so cool because there is, you know, mm. this whole other yeah. world in our minds or whatever it is in there creating these things that we that we see um yeah so i'm grateful for imagination um and connections that our brain makes without us even knowing um the third is is um nature um as much as we take it for granted and as much as we um you know are destroying it in very in a lot of ways it's always there for us for mm-hmm. some reason like it, it's just there for whenever we want to take you know even take last, solace in last it. night we were walking down because we wanted to get outside the house just at the as you know it was dark out and we just want to get outside and get some fresh air and and uh, see nature and there's a tree that's just down the street from us. And every time we walk by, we just stop and we just look at it. And we're like, it's the most amazing tree. And it seems so odd that it's in the middle of our neighborhood, this giant tree with this like uh, branches that come out. Like a, It looks like something you'd see in Avatar. 
but it's always amazing. So and we, we've walked past it hundreds of times, but every single time I have so many pictures of this tree, our neighbor must think like yeah, we're they're probably stalking calling the them. Crazy. <laughs> I always take pictures of it. <laughs> so I'll say my three uh, and and then obviously, you know, we'll, we'll let you go too because we really enjoyed the time with you. But um, I'm really grateful for this conversation and connecting. We always love connecting with new people and, and hearing your stories because it really inspires us. And um, I'm also very grateful to be, you know, at home with Linda and getting to spend more time cooking together, our meditation, yoga together, everything we get to do, seeing that smile every day. That's what I I'm know. I thought this I, one, Drew, Drew, like, <laughs> yeah. you, you really uh, radiate uh, joy, you know, like, mm. which, which is different than happiness. It's, it's joy. Mm. Joy, you can really, I, I, like, you can really know it comes from the soul. And, yeah. uh, and you, you both together, you're, you're so, you, you balance each other so well. Uh, you know, not, I, I can see you and you can, you can hear it as you're going back and forth. Uh, you know, I think, I think you are each other's meditation, if you will, you know? Mm. It, it really, that's a great way of putting it. I think we are. Yeah, we, we balance and Sometimes the opposite. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not always like that. No one, yeah. no one knows how to frustrate you more than the the person you spend the majority of time yeah. with. So, wait, it's I have my so third. Yeah, what's your third? My third. Uh, I am grateful for. Hmm. He's gonna Lin- say lamp. Linda's baking. You know what? I would change oh. that. I would say I'm grateful for your baking if I'd tried something that you've baked. But uh, you know, yeah. is that a hint? hint, hint. Uh, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, I, I did have one last question I want to ask you and then we'll, then we'll let yeah, you go. Please. Is So being this amazing chef that everyone knows and you're so good at what you do, when you're at home, does that chef kind of get hung at the door? And when you're at home, do you do TV dinners or you just do junk food or be honest? You have to be honest with us. Uh, I, I absolutely do. TV dinners and junk food, absolutely. <laughs> in fact, in fact, I had a very well-known, uh, you know, burger chain last night, and uh, I, I just, I just didn't want to cook. And, and this is, um, yeah, absolutely. Like, they, they, I, I get tired too. And, and you know what? If I have somebody, this is how it works for me, at least. If I have somebody that I can cook for, then I find, again, I find purpose in that, right? So I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I love it. Let me show you how much I love you by cooking. And that's my way of showing that. Um, but for me, no. For me, I don't want to clean up. I don't want to clean up. I don't want to clean up the stove. I mean, today I made some <laughs> chicken. And I, honestly, I decided, uh, I, I, I had the most boring chicken and, and, and salad. <laughs> and I decided to actually cook the chicken. This is so sad to cook the chicken in the oven instead of on the stove because I didn't want to cook. I didn't want to clean the stove. <laughs> and so the chicken came out so dry and I still ate it because it was in a salad or like whatever. And, and then I thought in my head, I was like, how sad is that? How sad is that, you know, you're a chef and you're actually deciding to, to cook the chicken in the oven so that you don't have to clean the stove. But you know what? I'm a human first. And I, yeah. I, I yeah, absolutely. I, that, that chef had uh, often, at least for myself, it gets hang on the, you know, on the door. Um, and this is great for your next book. Your next book will be <laughs> The Lazy Chef. Oh my God. You know, that, like would, be, that. that would be perfect. The Lazy <laughs> Chef. I, I love that. I already get enough, enough uh, grief. Uh, the fact that, I, you know, I'm, I'm a quote unquote skinny. And so they tell me, you know, never trust a skinny chef. Never trust a skinny <laughs> chef. So yeah. na- now I have to also to tell them, not only I'm skinny, I'm also lazy. So there will be, there will be another installment. You know, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat thank with you. us. Um, and you know what, what I would love to do, 
um, is get you to share uh, one of your favorite recipes. It can be it can be your grandmother's lasagna, or was it your grandmother, or your mother, mom? Your, your mom. Uh, it was my mom. Yeah. Yeah. My mom so lasagna, yeah. you can share your mom's lasagna recipe or what your favorite recipe is because we want to post that on social yeah. and have everybody try and do sort of a group cooking together. I uh, would every- love that. In fact, you know what? I am going to share my mom's lasagna um, uh, because it's. Uh, you know, now that we get into the holiday, it's always a dish that, and I know it's so stereotypical. Everybody has their own way of making lasagna and it, every, every way it's a beautiful way and it's perfect itself. But uh, it's, it's definitely a dish that just flavors and smells connects to holidays and bring people together. And I think we're right at the right time for that. So yes. um, I, I will send you the exact and original recipe that my mom wrote. Maybe maybe Amazing. you guys will be able to replicate it better than I am. Oh yeah, I, right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, actually, one one last thing. I yeah. want us to promise each other that we'll go to Italy together when yes. when it's safe. Yes. Oh, look at that! I'll do the pinky thing okay. here. We'll just we'll there do we the pinky there, right there. <laughs> Perfect. We'll, we'll, we'll swear on it. We'll swear on it. We'll take you to eat to to Florence, of course. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, to enjoy the beautiful country. Yeah, yeah, to enjoy the beautiful countryside. It will be it will be really my pleasure. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks so much for inspiring so many people and lighting up our life and having a great conversation (laughs) today. I can already taste Gabe's mom's lasagna. Ooh, I can already taste you making Gabe's mom's lasagna. But I do. I mean, that's my thing. Whenever Linda asks me what um, my go-to meal is. It is lasagna. Lasagna is one of them. My mom taught me how to make her lasagna. And then I actually changed it to a chicken lasagna that I really loved. And then as of the last year, I've, well, once I've made a veggie lasagna. I need to work. I need to work on that more. Why why do moms have lasagna? Like why are lasagna recipes so popular? I don't know. I mean. We should have a recipe book that's just called La Mamia. La Mamia. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) But is that that's like the little bit of Italian coming out of my mom, even though she's not Italian. Uh, she loved I making her love lasagna. lasagna, and with it had cottage cheese in there, and it had the tomato sauce, and it had you know your protein, and she would pack it full of veggies too. Like she would chop up mushrooms and mm. green peppers, and oh my gosh! I just love the wavy um, pasta noodle thing. Yeah, yeah, and then once it starts like- to bake in there, you still have a bit of that flavor to it. That feeling, yeah. That so, feeling. That feeling. You know, it's- once I pull the. Pasta noodle over me like a blank. <laughs> <laughs> Linda's in her head. Her Linda's in her happy place right now. She's just picturing Can you her, picture it? her lasagna bed. My lasagna bed noodle thing. Oh my gosh! So like everyone has traditions for the holidays. Their food traditions um, are a big part of that too. Uh, what are your other things for the holidays, food wise, that you really, really love and you can't live without? Turtles, chocolates. I need them. I just love um, that nut and caramel mix. Mint dessert. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mom's mint um, dessert. B- 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 apple pie. Oh, yeah, so good. And you, I love that you, you make a really no, good you. apple pie. No, you no, do. You. <laughs> I don't make apple pie, actually. Yeah, you did. Did I you once? You did. I mean, you you have. Okay. Remember, uh, I think it was two years ago or last year, we had to hand make our Christmas presents. Right, that's and right, Drew that's right. made me an apple pie. My mom and- helped me a bit. It was one of her recipes. Oh, I know for sure she helps. <laughs> and vanilla ice cream. And you actually wrapped it up in a in a hat box. And vanilla ice helped me with that. Vanilla ice. Yeah, yeah. he did. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, no, that that's um, right. In a hat box just to make a little something special. So you thought you were getting a hat and it was the pizza it was or it better. was a, an apple pie. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? My mom's stuffing. Everything comes from my mom because growing up, she always hosted all of our family and all of our friends. 
And so anytime I think of traditions for food for the holiday, it's always mom's stuffing recipe, mom's cranberry sauce, mom's apple pie. Yorkshire pudding, which I don't know why that's a holiday thing because I do that year it's round. An everyday thing. Your Yorkshire pudding recipe Your is delicious because you add the little bits of cheese in there and mm. different things. Yeah, I like to experiment. Mm-hmm. I actually, when we were um, talking to Gabe about just not following recipes, it made me really happy because I cannot follow a recipe. No, I Linda just get doesn't... tired of like referring back. I get some. Linda likes to be really far from her mic when she's talking. It just goes away, like. Mm-hmm. That's it. When I when I want, <laughs> if you're gonna say like, no, you can't make me a pie. I just pull it away. No, there's no proof. Uh, but so I like to have the ingredients and I like to have the recipe right there, and I can follow it. And then maybe I'll experiment here and there. If I'm hungry, I'll add more. Uh, whereas Linda will just like rip up the recipe, throw it away. So dramatic. Or actually, would recycle it. And uh, and then she'll just start to play, add a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I don't know how to do that yet. And though. then I wonder why it doesn't turn out all the time. Oh, and then and then she burns it. That's yeah, the, that's the last usually, step of the I recipe. I burn everything. If I had a cookbook, it would be called Linda Burns Everything. Mm. I think you are more critical of what you make because you just are that way. You want it to be perfect, but to us, everyone who gets to taste what you make, we love it. It's delicious, mm. and it's not burnt. It's just um, really Toasty. well taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Chef Gabe and talking about our traditions for the Mm -hmm. holidays as well. And we hope that you are gearing up for a special holiday of your own, whatever that looks like, safely. Whatever that may be. We want to say a big thank you to our podcast producer, Brandon Angelino. Brangelino and our researcher, Annalie Bell. Also, Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson for our music, Feels Like Home. And Hannah and Wes and Courtney and the rest of the at-home team. punched I just, your mic when you said that. That's how aggressive she gets with her thank yeah, yous. Yeah, thanks, guys. And a thank you to Linda because you light up my life, especially wearing that yellow sweater. You're really bright today. Mm-hmm. Thank you to you. Love you. Love you.